This is a podcast for Journal of Applied Ecology, a British Ecological Society publication. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Applied in 5, where we discuss ecological research in an accessible, bite-sized format of around about 5 to 15 minutes. Today I'm chatting to Douglas Serino. Douglas was shortlisted for the Southwood Prize back in March for his paper, Balanced Spatial Distribution of Green Areas Creates Healthier Urban Landscapes. Today, we're learning more about that research and also catching up on what he's been working on since his nomination. Okay, we'll jump straight in then. Could you give us a bit of background about yourself, maybe what you like to do in your spare time and how you ended up getting into ecology? Well, I grew up in a countryside city, not so far from Sao Paulo, and my grandparents have a small and very simple farm during my childhood. And I was with intense contact with nature all the time. And when I was a kid, a six-lane highway cut in the middle of the farm. And they dug for months and opened 50 meters deep uh, into the farm to the highway pasture. And they deforest a little forest that have there. And I get warned about the impacts of humanity on nature. And I think that have a really, a really strong mark on me since then. Yeah. In my teenage years, I made a course in environmental studies uh, during my, my high school. Mm-hmm. And I went to the university, started to study biology. And my first uh, scientific initiation, my first research during the undergrad was with road ecology ah. and the impacts of highways on landscape and animals. <laughs> and it was surprising because at my university, I have a, a professor that worked with that. And I started to study that. But when I uh, moved for Sao Paulo, I made my undergrad uh, not far from Sao Paulo as well, in the, in the metropolitan area but not the city of Sao Paulo. When I moved to Sao Paulo, my mind started to shift a little bit and I started to see not just the humanity have an impact in the environment, but the environment have an impact on humanity as well. Then I started to study the benefits of nature on human health, human well-being. And in this direction, moving from a small city where I was born, to a big city like Sao Paulo, that is the big city in population in the South Hemisphere in the entire world, was really impactful in my life. Yeah. And I got sick several times and depressed about the place, but understand the relationship between people and nature make me happier. And I think that is somewhere how I got into ecology with like life experience and understanding the impacts of humanity on nature and nature in humanity. Yeah, wow. It almost sounds like you had quite a, a big calling to it, even when you were quite young. Like you said, seeing those those changes in that landscape, it sort of sparked that big interest in it for you. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that especially since COVID-19 pandemic, people really realised how important having those green spaces is, especially in cities. So I think that's really, really interesting. For sure. I suppose on that note, um, <laughs> you're better place to give an overview of your research. Could you just give us like a, a summary of your paper and how it all came about? 
Well, my papers, as you said, searches for the association between the green and the human health, human well-being in, in urban environments. But I think that the main novelty is that we divided the green in different classes and we created metrics uh, of land sharing and land sparing that is, are metrics from the landscape ecology that came from uh, rural environments. And they are related with the level yeah. of mixture and segregation between the green and the human use of the landscape. And looking to the, the, the mixture and the segregation, we can uh, search for some patterns that where there is more mixture in the cities between the green and the gray, né? Yeah, the, the, the city, we have higher uh, life quality and lower indices of hospitalization by cardiovascular health mainly but also lower respiratory system hospitalization as well. So having this pattern where we have uh, the mixture, we have the green inside the city, uh, really near from, from the people, we have this lowering uh, hospitalization rates and it can be related with ecosystem service for sure, but with a theory of the, the extinction of experience. So if you have less distinction of experience the nature, mm. you have better health probably. So we look for, for those patterns in the paper. And the novelty was how to look at that because most of the papers look just for uh, the amount of green, the proximity of green, but we look to the mixture, uh, how much the, the green is into the people live in the city, in a landscape metric indirectly we we search for that like you said it's a concept that people have known about for a while but bringing that new um like novel way of looking at it which i think is really interesting yeah when you were actually conducting the research did you have any i suppose like surprising discoveries or funny experiences like what did you enjoy most about doing the research the biggest surprising thing was that the metric that we developed responds better than any other landscape metric that already exists. Oh, wow. So that is really impactful because it was a thing that no one was looking for, this mixture pattern, and it's a really simplistic metric. Mm -hmm. And another thing is that the different types of diseases respond in different ways to the types of green areas. And overall, the respiratory uh, ones, uh, depending if you consider the upper or lower respiratory tract system, uh, they respond in opposite ways. So mm. we are kind of discovering that probably the association of people to dense green in the cities can cause allergies and this is the first time that is solved for the the tropicals for example and mm. uh, so we are continuing the, the research in this in this topic to see if indeed there is an impact of the green in a negative way on the health but with the paper we saw that the positive impact overall is much much higher than the negative impact because the hospitalization rates for allergies are really low mm -hmm. 
uh, until the hospitalizations by cardiovascular health is really high in cardiovascular health. Yeah. We have a negative association of hospitalization of cardiovascular health in green areas. That was a little bit surprising. Yeah, yeah definitely. You mentioned about continuing the research a bit. Can you give us a bit more insight into what you're working on now? Because obviously this paper published just over a year ago. It'd be really interesting to get more insight into what you're up to. Yeah, uh, the paper was the final result of my master's. So I continued ah. this research in the PhD by now, but with new questions, not about land sharing and sparing anymore. I still have some research ongoing with the, the data of the master's, but I'm still searching for this association between human health and the green landscape, if you can say that, into the cities in a way that I can access better the ecosystem services per se. So we are running questionnaires to people to understand uh, the opinion about the beauty of streets, the aesthetics, the use of parks. Yeah. So we are trying to link the health of people with the activities and the use of the green space into the city. So I still ongoing with the, the research, but the land sharing in Sparrow is not more my main interest. I'm more interested now in, in the ecosystem services per se. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing with ecology in particular. You can start on one thing and then it ends up, you might answer one question and that will create a load more questions and you can kind of like leapfrog to different things. But I think maybe that's part of what keeps it really interesting. For sure. Uh, in, <laughs> at, at the paper, we started looking for association and we saw that beyond the association, we have mechanisms uh, that are important to understand if you want to understand the whole story. So when you look and you find from association, you get really curious to, to know what the mechanism behind that, that association. And I think that was that the process that I yeah I went to. <laughs> I think it, it ecology works very well for people with curious for minds. Sure, I think sure. <laughs> as an early career ecologist yourself, what would you say are some of the best and worst things about being an ecologist that you may have experienced so far? This one is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that probably the best thing and the worst thing are kind of the same. That is know okay. and you understand how the nature works, how uh, it's amazing, biodiverse and fragile at the same time, mm. and how those interactions between nature, uh, the organism, the people make us fascinating, but it's still concerned because we see a lot of environmental crises or environmental impacts. Yeah. So I think the best thing is to know all that, but the worst thing is also to know sometimes have conscious and have conscious about the reality makes you sad or depressed or desperate to do something. So it's kind of a balance between the two things, I think. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense because it's almost, it's really interesting learning about all these processes and things going on with the world and the environment. But like you said, a lot of it is from 
a kind of sad perspective because it's things that maybe are going wrong and things that need to be improved and in an ideal world that wouldn't be happening as such yeah yeah last thing actually here but do you have any advice for someone in your field just something you've kind of learned along your journey that you think would help someone else i think that the the most precious uh advice that i can had is to be resistant to the difficult to the realities and find something mm -hmm. that makes sense for you that happened to me so what I'm doing now makes sense to me. It's always, always hard to work. But if you find pleasure yeah. in something, use it to boost you. And, of course, use and leave all the small amounts of nature that you have nearby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like that. <laughs> that helps a lot, the ecologists. We are always in contact with nature. So I think that it keeps us fascinating even more by nature and makes you go to the path of the, the career. Yeah, it's, it's, I suppose that that's why it can be a very nice career in that it's allowing you to do something you love. And like you said, have that connection with nature and be able to maintain that while learning about it and furthering your own career. Yeah. That's, that's a really nice um, sentiment, actually. Um, and that brings us to the end of the recording. So Thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> Thank you for being so interested in what I have to say. <laughs> of course. <laughs>